that we just weren't doing it beforehand and now we're like yeah we should be doing this now then everybody's like well if we're going to be doing this now then it needs to be she and I don't know African-American or actor or whatever it is do you know what I mean Oh, am I? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just... it was, that was the smoothest I've ever done it. Like, <laughs> I... And I was like, you know what? Let me just... Let me just... I, can't, I, I should have clocked from your silence. I, I was just like... But then I talk to myself so often, it's just sort of a bit like, oh, well, how could I possibly know? <laughs> you could have been doing anything and still like, oh, you could have been not ready for like five minutes. I just still would have been like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um... I love a good smooth transition. I just really wanted to sing Smooth Operator just then, but we're not going to do that. Um, why are we here today? Why are we here today? That is an interesting topic, though, that I feel like I definitely want to have with somebody that's not just myself. Like, um, um, in a sense of, like, being politically, politically correct um, in this day and age. Um and just get an opposing opinion. Maybe not even an opposing opinion, just somebody who's smarter than me to talk to me. Or not, I don't fucking know. But anyway, um, yeah, that, that's an interesting topic. But that's not today's topic. Ha <laughs> um, We're going to... I wanted to... I, actually, before I do this, I really should have checked, first of all, just to double-check that I haven't done this already. Um, but while we are on the airways, <laughs> um, we will just check now in it and we'll just, we'll just, we'll filibuster, um, until I figure it out, basically. And, um, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I, I there was a, there was an episode sort of, uh, based on this subject matter that I've done before. Um, you know, it's more in a broader sense of the... Well, not broader, just my view. Um, and, but it does come under the bracket of mental health. But anxiety. Um, and the reason why I, bring, like, why I wanted to talk about anxiety today is I... <laughs> I suffer from anxiety. We all know this, right? Fine. Anybody who does know me knows this. Yep, fine. Um... And I definitely think it's something we've spoken about before. And I definitely think it's something that everybody like now suffers from for various reasons, especially my generation with when it comes to jobs or when it comes to relationships or when it comes to um, just being social is... Um, I didn't even know that social anxiety was a thing until I met a friend of mine many moons ago. Um, and she told me that she had um, social anxiety. I still didn't really know knew what it meant at the time, but I just like knew in my heart. I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just I'll just stay with you, and then it's fine, and we'll figure this out." Um, but uh, def- this year has has, which I think we could probably all agree on, has driven everybody's anxieties through the roof. Um, that is twenty twenty, um, and I. <laughs> considering what's happened this year and I definitely would go on to talk about that another time um um upon reflection on this this year <clears throat> I've actually had a good year um but I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking about how even though I've like been uh highly aware of of my mental health from from the age of like 23 probably younger but whatever um there's a lot of stuff I don't do that would probably help to combat the anxiety um and I've, I've I mean we all we all know that I've got a therapist I've had a plethora of therapists before I've done CBT fucking hated it but you guys should absolutely try it you know different strokes of different folks um and yes, and and I think I realised that the other day because 
on Saturday I had a full, like I'd had just a whole full-blown anxiety moment it ruined my Saturday from the moment I woke up at like 11 until roughly 7:30 a whole last day just being anxious um and I think it just made me realize that I'm I don't I'm not handling it very well not to say that we should all anybody who has anxiety or or, or has been dealing with anxiety should be able to handle it by now. That's obviously not what I'm trying to say by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think for me personally, there's just a huge misconception for myself that I have got my mental health, my my anxiety under wraps or like, I have a, I've been able to figure out a way to sort of combat it. I've been able to figure out a way to combat my depression. I would definitely sound confidently and say that with my whole 36E chest that I am dealing with my depression a lot better than I used to deal with my depression. But my anxiety is definitely an ongoing thing that I have no... I literally let it run right. It's like, my anxiety is like having a unruly child. I am the parent who just doesn't know how to discipline their child and then just lets them like call me by my government name in the street or throw a fit or call me a bitch and I'm just there like <laughs> anxiety will be anxiety like no bitch you need to handle this shit this is ridiculous like there's no way you could be having your child calling you like Erica and be like um I'm your mother you came from my body you will only address me as mother or lady mother or our queen mother I've been watching a lot of period dramas lately I apologize um might still make my kids do that though, um, lady mother, um, and address me only as that. But that being said, I get so distracted. Mm. That being said, um, yeah, I didn't, I just sort of let my anxiety run right. And to give a few examples, so I've done a few jobs in my life that are bullshit jobs, um, and I'm back to doing a bullshit job I've done previously but which is just working which is working in a pub which allows me the space to be able to go and do my auditions and, and acting and everything kids well and whatever um but every single day I go to every single day I have to get ready and go to work I have a full-blown anxiety like I'm and not just like low I've always assumed it's low level of low level anxiety but it's definitely not low level anxiety it's it's definitely mid-range it alters my mood dramatically um you know I'm I'm very aware of the fact that there are people that I work with that don't even say anything to me when I walk into the building because you know there's this idea that like oh Erica's in a mood or like Erica's like not talking to anybody and it's not even that it's just that like I'm so consumed by the fact that what is my anxiety actually really but anyway I'm so consumed by my anxiety that like it like I'm not I'm not being myself do you know what I mean I'm not I'm not living my life freely oh that's so sad to hear. Um, and it takes me a little while to get out of that little funk. And it's every day. I'm not even being dramatic. And I'm a fundamentally dramatic human being because why the fuck not? Um, but it does. It takes me a little while. It takes me like sometimes up to like an hour or two hours to shake out of it. And once I'm into the shift, it kind of, it it's somewhat fine somewhat um but sometimes it's not sometimes it will go on through most of the shift sometimes it I'd like I do six to eight hour shifts a day and sometimes I'll be in this really shitty anxiety funk for like four 
hours of the shift, four or five hours of the shift. And it's like, that's not fun. A, that's not fun to be around. B, that's not fun to work with. And C, that's not fun to just be in for your, like for myself personally. And I just had a thought just now, I was just thinking, okay, so what is the anxiety, Erica? What is it that you, in relation to this, what is it that you are anxious about, anxious for, or whatever. And I think what it is, is that I'm anxious that I'm going to fail. Sorry, I just had to really pause for a second because I was like, oh, I just actively said that out loud. Like, oh, that's out in the universe now. Um, Not that I haven't said it a plethora of times to my therapist, but I pay her to keep my secrets. Um, And... But that's the God's honest truth. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of failing. At everything that I do. I mean, everything. Even the stuff that I know how to do, I'm afraid of failing at. Even the simplest stuff I know, like, that I, 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 the simplest stuff I'm afraid to fail at. I work in a pub. This is not my first rodeo. This is the third bar I've worked in in my entire life. <laughs> that makes me sound like I'm super old and I've worked in all of these lucrative jobs. No, bitch, you haven't. Um, but yeah, it's not my first radio in hospitality and, you know, any idiot can really do it. It's just, it just takes a little bit of logic, a little bit of charm, which I like to think that I have. You're all welcome. And... Um, I guess a little bit of not haste, not haste. But my point is, is that it can it can be done. You know, fundamentally, my job is to serve customers, even if I fucking hate them. Um, but yeah, it's not hard. But every day, you know, I I, I wake up and I I get on. The first half of my day is fine because like I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to do anything until it gets to roughly. Because I usually work evenings roughly about three o'clock in the afternoon so I start at five that's when my anxiety starts to kick in and then it starts to then then I I can actively notice it's starting to affect me immediately because it takes me roughly 45 minutes to an hour to get ready let's not speak about that that's none of your business that's between me and me um and and I mean ready like out the door like to be leaving the door not like half ready um I don't know why I felt need to explain that and uh yeah so so there's that and then I've moved now I don't live with my parents anymore I'm living in Bow so it only takes me half an hour to get to work before it used to take me 45 minutes to an hour to get to work um but then I'm late <laughs> I've given myself two hours, not only get ready, um, sometimes even feed myself if I've cooked the night before, um, and and travel and still have time to sort of like, you know, be at work and get dressed if I need to or chat to somebody if I need to or speak to my manager if I need to. And yet I am late because I'm afraid of going to work to fail. And so I delay myself or I distract myself or I can't think of anything cover else but you guys have got it you'll figure out um to not do the thing that I need to go and do that I do every day (laughs) that I get paid to do that I have had compliments on like not even in a braggy way but like people have actively gone onto the website and left like a compliment and like mentioned me by name shout out to the Karens but I I still feel like I'm going to fail. I still feel like I'm going to fail. Um, and that's a hard pill to swallow, which seemingly I'm not doing because I'm like, well, you know, that will, that's going to like to confront that, that could kill me. So don't swallow that pill. Um, <clears throat> so that's just like one aspect of how, how anxiety rules my existence. Um, You know, I was having a conversation with um, two of my friends the other day. Um, and 
One of them asked me, what is it that like, can you pinpoint a time in your life where, pardon me, excuse me, I to burp there, <laughs> where you have not been allowed to sort of, where you've been made to feel a type of way about, you know, vocalising or, or, or whatever. I, I'm not really explaining it very well, but because this isn't technically about that, and then we'll do another episode about that another time because that's a fun little thing to talk about if I don't get it covered with my therapist first. Um, and I say this to say that, like, when I thought about it, I can. I can pinpoint two moments in my life where two people have just sort of shut me down. This is another aspect of anxiety is is, is definitely cover, like uh, ruling the CEO of my life. Um, and I had one particular friend in this instance, one of the examples, which I won't go on to say who they are because who does that? Um where I felt like I just, I couldn't really, like there had been like maybe one or two occasions where I, I wasn't allowed, that I, I that, well no, that they had pointed out that I had said or done something <clears throat> wrong in their eyes. And I have to stress it, it was always in their eyes because that was my, when I, the friendship is no longer, um, it, it got discontinued. Um <laughs> a product uh we no longer do that version anymore but um and that's fine but I had to do a lot of reflecting because I definitely blamed myself for uh the breakdown of the friendship again another time but when I thought back to the times there where I would say something and that person would be like well but if this was me um I would want it this way or I would have said that. So then I got this anxiety of like, okay, I'm not thinking like this person because this person's ideas or whatever is is a blanket for everybody, which is some dumb bullshit and I know this now. Um, I then got that anxiety of like not wanting, I would, I would, I wouldn't, I would hold my tongue in some situations and I realized not only was I holding my tongue I was going back further into sort of like softening like down who I was and what I want and what I need it's people pleasing um (laughs) sorry I'm just laughing at the concept of people pleasing um And then you kind of, I guess you can put that chunk of feeling and then you can sort of dissect that or cut it up and then put it into little boxes. And one of them is definitely anxiety. I'm, I'm, I'm in fear of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and then failing that person and in in which failing myself so it's like okay it's a very it's a struggle (laughs) it's an actual struggle uh I was saying to somebody the other day I was like oh it's actually hard being me which sounds so narcissistic and ridiculous but genuinely like I'd do anything to be anybody else definitely somebody richer for fuck's sake but <clears throat> we do not wish our lives away um, by the grace of God. We're very blessed and grateful for what I do have. Um, yeah, I. So yeah, you just I you I kind of for that person in fear of doing the wrong thing. And in fear of not being a good friend, I just, you just take a lot of shit and then you just don't do the stuff that's right for you. I'd somehow crossed over (laughs) and, and a few subjects, but I guess anxiety is so, um, intertwined in my life in so many aspects that it's hard to, um, 
I can't say this word, can't part... No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Um, <laughs> one of these days. Um, so it's hard to sort of section it off and be like, you know, this is the only place that I have anxiety in. It's not. It's not the only place. I had, like, oh my goodness. The first relationship that I was ever in... I, that was just like I've never felt more anxiety in my entire existence genuinely oh I just had a moment okay genuinely never felt so much anxiety in my entire entire like entire existence and it wasn't like I can't say that it had anything to do with this person I all I can say though which I just realized is that like Maybe it's the fact that I care so deeply and so passionately that for, for things to just be correct and right and the fact that I'm a perfectionist because of those elements, it's generating this little... It generated this little anxiety baby that has now, like, got its own... It's got its life of its own. It has its own job. It has, you know, it has its own friends. It's got its, it's in a relationship. You know, it's it's probably got a fucking mortgage, which is more than what I can fucking say I've got. <laughs> probably got its own car, actually. You know, I'm happy for it. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not happy for it. I really just wish I could just fuck off my anxiety and just, just be able to live my life. And I can do that and I will do that. I'm just... I think the older I get and the the thing is about me as well like I I am also just really afraid of like facing myself because I'm just like oh no that seems ugly <laughs> we don't do ugly we're literally too cute for that so um what else can we do <laughs> that's not facing ourselves um but now I'm reaching a point where it's just sort of like okay well that's not that's no longer an option. Like, like I'm going to have to because it's starting to really, really infringe on how I merely exist. Um, you know, don't even get me started on anxiety of like acting as well. And and there's so many draws to that too. Like I get anxiety doing a self-tape. Self-tape is one of my favourite things to do because I don't have to leave my yard. Sometimes I don't even have to wear trousers because there's only the top half that you can see. And I've done that. I've done self-tapes where I've just had a top on and I'm in my underwear and life is great. Um, I, had, I don't have to do a full face of makeup. I don't even... I mean, I still have to do my hair, but, you know, stuff like that. I don't have to leave the yard. I don't have to get on the train. I don't have to feel that anxiety building up. I don't have to meet new people. And yet, I am just painfully anxious. Like, I bombard my agent with questions and theories and ideas. And he's just like, it's just a self-tape, Erica. Could you just film it and send it over to me? I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, is it supposed to be this word or like that word? And again, it's I th- it's wrapped up in this idea or this principle of perfection. Perfect, perfection. Yeah, don't know why I struggled to say that word. I definitely, I've definitely worked hmm hmm worked is a an extreme word for really what I'm about to say I've definitely touched on and touched is touch like not even like an inappropriate touch because oh geez Erica you can't make an inappropriate joke about uh, anyway um Yes, basically I've touched on the, the idea of, of being a perfectionist. I definitely have, especially with my second therapist, who I loved. She was absolute dreamboat. Um, actually, my one of my tattoos is inspired by... Actually, is the words that she said to me. It's, it's, on, it's on my body somewhere. Um, but she definitely said, like, imperfection, you know, you're never going to achieve. And it's not achievable. And it's definitely... It doesn't even exist. So then it's, you're sort of in this realm of like, mm, okay, then you need like achieving something close to it that is, or your version of that. But then my version of that doesn't feel like it, it does exist. And then 
the anxiety gets brought up again because you're just like, well, then what are you striving for? If it, if your version of perfection doesn't exist and you think, I don't um, and this, I don't know, are you going by somebody else's blueprint of perfection or what you see as perfection? But then if you've got what you, what they're having over there, which is their version of perfection, would that actually essentially make you happy? I don't think so. Maybe this is crossed over. I just keep doing that, I keep hitting the mic. I don't know where I'm going. I just want to get up and be like, end of conversation. Goodbye. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just drinking a espresso monster because it's actually quite delicious, to be fair. Anyway, Erica, concentrate. Um, yeah, it's, it's... I also, and I was thinking about this this morning... I think it's about anxiety. Obviously, everybody has anxiety. A lot of my friends have anxiety. I could probably gather up all of my friends and they would all suffer from some level of anxiety, which is kind of funny when you deep it. But I was thinking, I was like, I actually have judgment about other people's anxiety, which is so awful because it's like, you, that's not fair. That's not fair to have judgment about other people's anxiety. Um, because anxiety is anxiety and it's theirs and they're allowed to have that. Um, and just because you think that they're, what they're anxious about is not worthy of being anxious about, that doesn't mean it's not valid for that person. But yeah, I kind of have to hold my hands up, literally hold my hands up and say, yeah, I do have judgment about other people's anxiety. Do I expect people not to have judgment about my anxiety? I mean, I know I asked the question, but it's a good question. Um, for me, I don't, I don't like to put people in a position where they have to deal with my shit, unless it's my parents, because well, choices, and um, or it's my therapist, because you know I pay her. Um, even down to my friends, you know, I've got friends who. I've known for 15 plus years, my God, my God. Um, and even then, and I trust them with my life. And even then I'd still, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them to help me deal with an anxiety I'm having. I did actually call one the other day um, because I didn't know what else to do. I was, I was that anxious and she was really helpful and I have to say another one did call me because I did message her and she helped me through my anxiety um quite a bit before I had to do the thing I had to do on the Saturday um I guess really in turn now I'm thinking about it like I should let people help me more because it definitely brings the anxiety from the optimum level down to way down to like two and that just that that gap alone and just being able to vocalize that with, with people that you love and you trust is a huge deal and I'm really need I think I, now I'm realizing shit I really feel like I need to lean into that more because like more often than not it's it gives you it allows me to breathe again when I'm when I'm when I'm vocal about my anxiety, especially with people that I trust and I love, because I know that they get it and I know that I'm safe with them. It's funny thing, isn't that about anxiety and not and it's just like this thing of like not feeling safe and there's nothing. I think it's. Anxiety feels like it's this huge entity. But really, when you deep it, it it has no real foundation. Um, it doesn't have, it's not, I guess you could say it's definitely rooted in something, of course. But you know, there's not been this, like, I mean, we've all had trauma, trauma, 
trauma, trauma, <laughs> trauma. But my anxiety is that where that, that that's it. Okay, so we've all had trauma, but like, so that can trigger off certain things. You know, why we do certain things in relationships, or why we do certain things in friendships or jobs, or why we can't hold things down, or like you know, whatever, like sex or blah blah. Um, but I mean, it's not to say that I haven't failed. <laughs> Obviously, I failed. Every day is a fail. No, I'm joking. Um, not when you're this cute, but it. There's no root in. There's no. I've I failed basically, and I can't. And I even though I failed, I still have. I I still feel like it has. It it's this plant that grows. I don't think I'm explaining myself very well. I really wish my therapist was here to be like, no, I understand what you're saying. Maybe one of you lot won't understand what I'm saying. God, I wish I understood what I was saying. I just it, there's there's no there was not this traumatic thing that happened where like I wanted to achieve something. And I and it just never happened, and I completely fell off the roof of and and into failure. That hasn't hasn't really truly happened, you know. If I'm really honest, there's like one at least like the one thing I can name that I really really want in this life. It's 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 to be able to have a incredible successful career within the industry that is acting and writing and directing I want that for myself that for me like if I didn't achieve that which is if I didn't achieve that that would be a huge fail so then I'm like okay maybe I should just fail (laughs) maybe I should just but then it's it's a it's it's not a nice industry because it's something it's not a pleasant industry to be to put to be in anyway because you're constantly being knocked back but then there's always room to learn. It. I don't know what I'm saying now at this point because I'm hearing myself talking about the fact that I'm really afraid to fail, but then I'm also on the other side of it like, yeah, but you can learn and it's not the end of the world and like, get up, you silly bitch. And I'm like, okay, that's that's a fair statement. And that's definitely something I would tell somebody who wasn't me. Maybe this isn't about anxiety. Maybe this is about failing. Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely picked uh, an industry that that will kick you down. But yeah, there's nothing rooted. There's not nothing. There's no trauma that's happened where like I've I've had that. So like, where is it coming from? I don't even think I've really catastrophically failed. And I've had different jobs as well, like, you know, I don't know how to do everything or anything. And why I have to do stuff, I mean, I'd like... Uh, my second job in a bar was a cocktail bar. I had to make... S- I had to know how to make, like, 17 or 20 cocktails with various different ingredients and various different fucking garnishes. That was hard, um, but in a few weeks, bitch, I could make it. I could make you a Long Island. I could make you a zombie. I could make you a dry martini. I could make you a Negroni. I didn't have to refer to anything. I knew how to do it. Um, don't ask me if I know how to do it now because I don't, I don't like to do it and I make my lot of boys at work do it because it's not my problem. But back then I did, um, and that was my sole job as well, <laughs> as a bartender, to make the drinks. I wasn't even a waitress like I am now. And I was really nervous about being a waitress in this job because I was like, I can't be a waitress. I couldn't do it the, like in the cocktail bar. I once tried to bring a glass of wine over to somebody on a tray and halfway walking to them, which, by the way, they weren't even that far from the fucking bar, I tipped the glass of wine all down my front. So that's one glass of wine, dude. Like that, I, I, mm, No. So I stuck behind the bar. Waitressing wasn't for me. But now I'm a fucking waitress and I can carry like 20, well, 20, 20 drinks is a bit vast. But like I can carry a tray for the drinks with confidence and I can carry three or four plates with confidence. And now I'm hearing this out loud. I'm like, bitch, you're going to be okay. Um, 
yeah, I, 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 I th- I'm very hard on myself as well. I think that's also probably where the anxiety is sucking its life from. That's where it's getting its good stuff. Um, wait, I don't know why I want to pause. Alfie, how long do I have? <laughs> that was the now it's probably like 22 because that was the longest longest time anyone's ever told me how long I have I'm like what are we doing could have aged yeah um all right let's listen 20, 20 odd minutes um yeah so <sighs> yeah so as yeah anxiety is definitely a ruler of my life and um I think I'm really just going to have to come to terms with that. Like, when I... Yeah, like, even when I... So when I think about acting and stuff, like, I went off to study. I went to New York. I left I left this country, went to another place, met some wonderful people, um, did some things that I didn't realise I was capable of. Even coming back, I you know, when I went into... I started an acting class... I, I, I was so afraid and anxious that I wasn't going to be able to tap into the character that I just, I just didn't, I don't think I fully showed up. Not just in terms of the class, but even just for myself. And that's the thing about anxiety. It doesn't allow you to show up. It just, it doesn't even allow you to be fucking present because your, your mind and sometimes physically is you're just completely taken to a a different place where you're consumed um by this feeling by this sensation I just had this imagery in my head where oh it was very Harry Potter I'm not gonna get into it no I will get into actually yes does anybody remember that scene oh fuck my life what fucking film is it from oh okay it's the third one because I'm still reading the Harry Potter books I say reading audio audio books um where harry goes <laughs> if lee listens to this he's gonna kill me but um harry goes to the water <laughs> in the woods and 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 he thinks he sees his dad across the water because all these dementors are like coming by and like sucking the life out of him again not accurate um but this isn't a harry potter podcast so get fucked um but anyway, my point is, there's a point that is like a bit where Harry is like laying on the ground and all these dementors are like sucking the life out of him. That's what it feels like having anxiety. <laughs> all that to describe how anxiety feels like. The end. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, guys. You've been great. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's what it feels like. It genuinely does feel like that. And it's it's such, it's, when I think of all the moments where... There's a lot of moments in my life where I've I've either drank too much or I've taken too many drugs um, that haven't allowed me to be fully present. But then I think about okay, so why did you why did you drink too much? Why did you take this many drugs? I'm like because I was anxious, silly. <laughs> I was anxious and I figured if I drank just enough I would have a little bit of confidence or I'd be allowed to like all those voices in my head that are telling me that you're going to fail and you ain't shit you're also fat and nobody likes you um they would just be silenced for a little bit and then I was allowed to live my life I was allowed to be present I was allowed to show up but that's no way of living your fucking life that's like that's that's insane there's no I'm not judging it I I mean I'm judging it but I'm judging it for myself because at the end of the day I know plenty of people who have dealt with far worse things in the same manner that I dealt with my shit but but I and I like I wish that really wasn't the case and that really wasn't how how we how we go about it and 
Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, so there's been so many times. And so outside of the alcohol and the drugs, because I'm using those to dull down my anxiety, to dull down my anxiety so I am allowed to be present. There's been so many times where I've just like not, I've just not showed up. I've not been there because of those reasons. And that's so sad. That's so, 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 so sad. Like, you know... I uh not I don't know if it was Love Box last year. Oh, that was a bloody blur. Um I think it was Love Box last year. And at the time um I guess I guess you could yeah, at the time I like uh, so I I remember I I was a bit anxious about going to Love Box. I think because I was supposed to be going by myself because um, my friend Hannah had an audition that afternoon. Um, I don't know why, but I'm getting... <laughs> I just got so distracted, by the way. Alfie's just standing at the window like a dad. Um, it just gives me so much joy to just see in the corner of my eye. Anyway, um, she had gone to an audition. Anyway, and my my now general manager and my now housemate messaged me and was like, come to the house, like, there's all these people here, like, you're going to be safer with me, and it'll be fun, and we can all go down to Gunsbury Park together, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, cut long story short, I didn't end up doing that, because I was so anxious, and then by the time, I ended up leaving late, and then me and Hannah ended up meeting, and being able to go to, go to Lovebox together on the Friday. So, at some point, I remember Hannah had gone off, and why am I telling this little, yeah, okay, okay, I'll stick with Eric. I had gone off. Anyway, my ex had messaged me saying that he was coming through to Lovebox and was I there? Immediately, I was painfully anxious. I was like, oh my God, she's just going to ruin my fucking day. Like, I don't need this. I don't need this anxiety of you turning up and being here and then like having to just sort of deal with you when I'm just trying to have some fucking joy in this moment. This one day, it's already been, <laughs> and at that point, it'd already been, because even though we had, we'd split up we were still sort of uh, we were still seeing each other you know and that was hard in itself because I was having to deal with the fact that this person didn't want to be with me but is still fucking with me like that and that's hard that's a hard that's hard um yeah so anyway so super 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 anxious cut long story short he came through and like in a lead up to him coming through and meeting me I had gotten painfully drunk um and it was hot and it was sunny and drinking wine in a hot sun that that ain't it that shit is really not it I do not recommend it um just for the good of your health and just because you won't remember anything um I I I what am I talking about? Oh yeah, the fact that anxiety ruined that day. So the anxiety of seeing, like, seeing and then being with my ex-boyfriend in a, in a day that was supposed to be super joyful, and actually in between was joyful. You know, I I did have fun still. I had fun with Hannah, and you know, we bumped into a few other people, and we were we were living our best lives. But then, in, like, you know, when I knew that he was going to be there, like that that presence that I had was sort of sitting in for, throughout the day completely had gone and so then I drank more because I couldn't deal with the anxiety the anxiety was so bad I thought I was gonna throw up um like I felt like I was vibrating and I couldn't even tell you what I couldn't even tell you a, about that day I I just when I close my eyes right now and I think about who was there I can see flashes of faces but I'm I'm so disconnected from my body because of the anxiety. Like I'm not I'm not even yeah, like I said, I'm not fucking present. And Solange was 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 headlining that night and I only I only remember flashes of that. And even then those flashes are incorporated because like I remember like my ex put his arm around me when we were singing to a song and I remember at the time I was thinking, oh, this is nice, but I, I this isn't what I want and this is, I'm kind of unhappy and <laughs> oh, it's a bad thing to admit. But, and I wish this moment was different. 
but I and I really could have changed that moment for myself and instead I let something else rule that moment and ruin that moment and and now I think about it and now I think you know the very first time I saw Solange I was so drunk and so paralyzed with anxiety and fear of 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 being in the presence of my of my ex and being in this crowd and you know somewhat to a degree being surrounded by people I didn't fully fully know like yes one of my best friends was there with me then and and then obviously like you know anyway um yeah that makes me sad because you know I've only I've only basically I've only done love box like two years in a row and this year would have been the third year that we like Hannah and I because this thing that we definitely do we always book tickets together and like well we booked tickets together the last two years and we you know that's like the one summer thing that we know that we're gonna do and we're gonna go to even when like even last year I think no this year the lineup was looking a little shaky but we were like you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get tickets anyway and it's gonna be a vibe and we're gonna have a good time. So, yeah, I guess it was just sad to me that, that I let that sort of ruin ruin that that moment, that like joyous joyous thing that I was supposed to have for myself. I let anxiety ruin that for me. Um, but now I'm wondering, like, okay, well, so how many? If that's the case, like, this is just me, right? I can only speak for what my experience is. At the end of the day, like, I don't I don't know everybody else's experience. Sometimes it's hard for people to express that. And sometimes people just don't even want to talk about it. And I can't blame them because it's uncomfortable and it's sad. Um, I think it's sad. I think it's sad that I've been in a position where I've disregarded opportunities and you know not been allowed to be not allowed to enjoy moments in time because of these ideas and thoughts that I have about myself and the way anxiety is allowed to rule that I'm in a situation now where even though I had facts about this particular situation, because, but because of, because of my anxiety, that has now overtaken the facts. That is now what's driving the ship. That is now what is making my intentions sort of, I guess, unpure. Because like, and also, yeah, I'm pure. When I'm like being in a relationship, when you're anxious, is is also hard work. I I, I know I, I may have mentioned this before because I have no idea what I've been saying this entire time, but it's hard work because at the end of the day, you just assume that somebody is going to like the person that you're with is going to leave you. Oh, sorry, just don't like the idea of saying this out loud, but we're just going to power through. Um, you do, you think that that person is going to leave you. So then you start to react in a way that's negative that allows, that ends up pushing that person away from you. So then you basically put them in a position where it's like, okay, well then this isn't working, we're not going to do it. So you do it before they can do it to you. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to end things with, 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 with 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 people well I've been in a plethora of relationships because I haven't but situationships if you will um with people because I'm just too afraid I'm too anxious I'm I can't like uh, even even when even when texting somebody you're in a relationship with when they don't text me back right away now before I continue saying this this is going to make me sound crazy and I'm very aware of that but fuck you it's not if that person doesn't text me back right away that makes me anxious because I'm like oh they're gonna they're just deciding or they're just prolonging whether they're gonna break up with me 
And it's important that you understand it's not even a, a case of like an attention thing. Because I'm kind of, my, my attention, the, the way I need attention is kind of, can be kind of dismissive and cold. I will, I will be like, give me your attention. As, and when, the second I've got what I need, I will dismiss you. I will blacklist you. I don't need you anymore. Unfortunately, that, like, that's, not, that's not a wonderful way to be, but that is how I am. Kind of like a cat like that. Um, even though I don't like cats. Um, but I will purr if you give me like cheese, pasta or chocolate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great place to be. It's, it's highly dangerous. And, and then everything feels like, everything feels like it's high stakes. Just because you care so much. And it's not, so what do I do? Do I care less? But I can't care less because that's just not who I am. But then when I have cared less, like at the beginning, when I thought that, when I didn't care if he, walked away I was living my best life I was feeling myself I was doing me like you know he for me it was like he should be so lucky to be allowed to be added to the rotor that is my life I guess I can fit this in but now it's now it's this anxiety of when is when is this gonna other stuff has has fall to the fallen to the wayside. Wayside is that a word? Am I saying that right? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Not just what, and I don't mean just like it, just because of this relationship and stuff. I'm like, I mean, in lots of like, and I've definitely spoken about this before. Like, my how my anxiety has been so bad that like I've just stopped writing. <laughs> Because I'm just so anxious it's going to be shit. <laughs> so you don't. You don't turn up for yourself in that... And you don't turn up for yourself in that sense of the word and you, you don't do the things that you, you, you desire to do. You end up essentially ignoring your needs and your wants. And then subjecting yourself to having to deal to um subjecting yourself to taking what you're given when if you just silenced that voice and be like okay well I hear you and that's a cute story <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and do this anyway because this is what I want and this is what I need for myself maybe a different life could have been led who knows Maybe the same life might have been led. I don't fucking know, but maybe it would have been less painful. I was anxious coming here today to talk because I haven't done this in probably about a year or less, just slightly less than. Um, You know, and for various reasons, you know, I, I couldn't afford it. And then the pandemic happened and then I got really busy and whatever have you. But I guess because it's my way of talking on here is, is, is regardless of whatever the subject is about, I'm having to face myself inside I end up having to face myself I don't want to do that we've already discussed this I don't want to face myself I'm trying to think of all the other stuff that's linked to my anxiety like if I'm really honest I was really worried about seeing Alfie today because I was like I wonder if he's still gonna like me you want to you want to drop bombs on the last four minutes? Uh, uh, yeah. uh. He loves me. He can't get enough of me. I, I understand that now, and that's fine. And you know, if we're not married, I guess I could just marry him at forty or whatever. But <laughs> alas, <laughs> sorry, another time. I just keep hitting the mic. Four minutes, huh? Let's spitball for four minutes. No, let's just wrap it up. But that's it. That's it. That's my truth at the end of the day. I can only vow to you guys, whomever the fuck you are, that um, 
that I will just try to do better for myself. And that, I don't know, something that I've said today might allow you to put yourself in a position to reflect on your shit and your anxiety that allows you to do better for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you deserve that. Of course you deserve it. I fucking deserve that. I deserve more than that. Way more than that. And I will get it. Just like I will get that $5.5 million home in LA. I've been watching a lot of Selling Sunset lately. It's beautiful homes. Um, That's it. I've said it now. It's done. It'll be out in the universe soon. And so now I'll have to be accountable for my actions and my words. I don't know what's different to my everyday life, but I mean, I guess, I don't know. You lot would have heard it now, so it's going to be what it's going to be. But before I get... So I was like, what was that episode? What do we say? That was episode eight, down for the ride? Yeah. Um, Right? So proud of us. Back at it again. Um, Obviously, I want to give a shout out to Speakbox which a handle I do remember, but my spelling is terrible. Just take out the vowels and speak box. So it's at speaker box. Just take out all the vowels and you'll find him. Find them. Find him. And he'll be there. And that'll be Alfie. Shout out to Mr. Red Shots. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, just go and find him because like low key, he's adorable. He's fucking cute. Um, so if you're just going to go for that alone, I'd do that. I do still do that. Um, but no, no, this kid's doing stuff and um, I definitely think it's worth keeping an eye on him. Whether it relates to you or not, you've got nothing to lose. Um, <laughs> he thinks he's the only one who could be charming. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Charm the pants off of you, mate. I know, you're welcome. Anywho, um, I mean, you'll find me where you found this podcast, or maybe you won't, <laughs> who knows, but my uh, Instagram handle is at, what is it? <laughs> hello, hello, I, Erica, Erica with a K, don't disrespect me with a C, or a CK, like my brother does, like he hasn't known me for 25, 29 years, right, I really tried to say 25 years of my chest, okay. Did you, he, no, he still to this day spells my name. He'll put in a card. He's the only person in my family who will give me a birthday. No, my mum. It is adorable, but Jonathan, oh my gosh, it's a K, bruv. It's not difficult. Stop, drop the C, bruv. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. You're an adult. Adult properly. Adult your sister. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. You've been always a treat even though you're not here how long do we have a spitball maybe i might sing i'm not gonna sing that's embarrassing um definitely looking forward to that maybe not the next episode but the episode afterwards where we'll reflect on this year um about lockdown and the pandemic um pandemic sorry it's a pandemic um yeah and uh, maybe we'll check in about how how well I'm handling my anxiety. Or maybe how well I'm not handling my anxiety. I wish I could bring my therapist on here. Um, I would just make her pay. Maybe I might ask her to do that, you know. Instead of actually having the therapy session, just pay her to explain what a troubled young soul I am. <laughs> for 45 minutes. <laughs> but having to physically talk to me. Um... What are we saying, Alfie? What are we? What's we're just? Oh, okay, I have to go now. <laughs> you got I've got three minutes. I got three minutes. I could, bitch. Don't even get me started. Uh, I can absolutely waffle for three minutes. I wonder. Jesus Christ! I just said this man's not. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say your name in vain. I'm. I do take it back. You know what, bun Alfie, don't even bother going to look for him, you know? Forget it. Forget it. Mm-mm. Ain't that deep. He's not even that cute, bruv. Wow. He's not even that tall. Well, why do you find out? He's six... <laughs> <laughs> he's six foot. Up on Tinder, he's six three, but he's lying, ladies. He on that, he on a joke ting. Yeah, you see me on Tinder? 
Are you on Tinder? Uh, I was on Tinder. I haven't been on it for months and months. I was going to say, I'm about to re-download it. But like, what's going oh, what's... <laughs> right that's, that's anxiety right there. You're feeding into it. I'm right here. Attack me. Yeah, but instead I'm like, hold on, let me just go on an app <laughs> to be to then like not shoot my shot. That's the worst thing as well. I'll just talk to you. We'll be pen pals. Well, this is it. Well, pen pals, face pals, studio pals. <laughs> studio pals. But never date. What's the deal with that? Call in about that if you want. <laughs> Send in messages. <laughs> Help me shoot my shot with Alfie. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Are you taking? You did this. No, I didn't. I'm not about to air your business out on 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 these airways. But we're going to talk about this in a quick second. Okay, I think, um, guys, I have to go because I have to talk to Alfie real quick before his Zoom meeting. Um, you've been wonderful. Okay, stay stay golden. Wear protection. None of you lot can afford kids. <sighs> it's a wrap. <laughs>